Hello and welcome back to another episode of On Spec. I am your host, Ryan Brath. Uh, this week we are doing a deep dive on something that is highly misunderstood, and that is golf shafts. From drivers to wedges, we're going to cover it all. We're going to cover some of the new stuff that's out there that a lot of people are talking about, uh, including one notable player on the PGA Tour that used one this past week at the Farmers Insurance Open. But before we get to that, it's important to let you know that On Spec is brought to you by Titleist and the all-new TSI series of drivers, which I should note, was used this week on the European Tour to win the Dubai Desert Classic. Now, what is really cool about the new Titleist drivers is its ATI 425 Titanium face. Titleist is the only one that is using this material, and what it does is it helps with speed because of the inherent characteristics of the material. And again, Titleist is the only one that is using this, as well as the fact that They've gone to a very traditional shape, which not only helps with some aerodynamics, but it helps with sound. And overall, they've just created an extremely fast, forgiving, trustworthy driver. Now, the other thing to note too, and I'm a big proponent of this because this is a show about club fitting and club building, is the fact that there's nothing that's going to help you more than getting fit for your driver or any clubs for that matter. So with that in mind, if you are curious and learn more about the new Titleist TSI series drivers, or you're looking to get fit, check out Titleist.com for more information. All right, and now to the main event topic, which I teased off the top, and that is talking golf shafts. Now, I think I've, I mean, I've definitely talked about this before, but the goal is to go and give you some more in-depth understanding for you to hopefully self-evaluate and maybe find something in your golf bag that might not be working for any given reason. It could be weight, it could be flex, it could be profile, it could be balance point, it could be all kinds of stuff. And this is going to go from driver down to wedges. Now, where did this topic come from? Ryan, where do you come up with all these ideas? They come from you, the listener. People who follow me on Instagram and Twitter, RDS Brath, you can find it that uh, name on both, as well as you can follow the show at OnSpecWRX on Instagram as well. And on Fridays, I traditionally do a question and answer, and it's just kind of a free-for-all. You can ask about some of the pizza that I make, which I sometimes post about, but that's generally not what the topic is about. People ask about shafts they're getting fit for, club heads, what's the difference between, which one do you think is better, and to sum up some of those very quickly, the one that I think is better is always going to be the one that you get fit for that's going to work best for you. There is no one best thing out there, and that is very important to remember, especially when it comes to not just every piece of golf equipment, but especially for golf shafts, because they are going to react a little differently. And then the other part of this is, too, is when people are asking about comparing one shaft to the other, you know, there are certain inherent characteristics that a golf shaft is supposed to be able to help translate to a player, but depending on the player, it's going to react differently, and that is very important to remember as well. And another thing, which I think it sometimes is forgotten, is the fact that there is no industry standard. The only thing that you're going to find standard is weight. So you can go online, you can check out club specs, or sorry, shaft specs, 
and you can see what the shaft actually weighs. Now this is important when it comes to a driver and maybe trying to understand what's working or what's not working in your golf swing. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about the driver shaft. Now the one notable thing which I do want to point out is the fact that, and I get, again I talked about this just right off the top, was that at, the big news this week was Adam Scott trying out the Autoflex shaft, which has earned a lot of buzz thanks to um, reviews from TXG, which have tested it multiple times. I know uh, Rick Shields has tested it as well. And the idea is the fact that it is fairly lightweight. It is um, quite soft as far as profile is concerned. But what it does is it helps players create extra ball speed. And it's been used before. Like it's, I wouldn't say that it's completely new. I, I'm not fully in-depth on the technology. I've talked to other people within the shaft industry to talk about it. And I think the big, uh, the main point is the fact that it just plays very soft. And what that does is it helps create some extra ball speed. And part of the thing is the shaft is designed to be played over length because it's a little bit lighter as well. So it helps give players that little extra kick. Now, there's a lot of golf shafts that do this for players on the slower end of the spectrum, but they've really designed this to fit a lot of swing speeds by, I guess that's the idea, as well as to help players even on the faster end. Because the conventional wisdom is the fact that as you go, um, as someone goes up in tempo and up in swing speed, you're going to go to a heavier golf shaft and you're going to find something that is in a stiffer profile and when we talk about drivers this is the one thing that i want to like really dig into is when we compare gall shafts the two things that are really important to look at is the length that you're going to play your driver at and the weight of the driver shaft and then from there we're going to talk about flex and profile and we talk about weight this is important because as i said just a moment ago the faster you are generally these um, the heavier a player is going to go but it gets to a point when you're talking about a driver that's say 45 inches 46 inches that you're not going to start using an 80 gram driver shaft uh, the players that are using those i'm trying to think if sergio uses a 70 or an 80 uh, gram driver shaft he's always gone on the heavier end but he plays his drivers a bit shorter he also has them uh, counterbalanced i believe so with like an, an additional weight not just like a counterbalanced shaft and so the shafts that are traditionally considered to be, let's call them lower launch or lower spin, are designed for these players that are faster and also have a quicker tempo. And when I talk about tempo, this is sometimes more difficult to visualize. But although it, they are dated references, I think the best, for me at least, would be think of Ernie Els, someone who is um, definitely considered rhythmic. And then you have players that are very quick. And again, dated reference, but Nick Price. Nick Price had an extremely quick tempo, like back through. And from that, you you know, there's a lot of players in between there. And when, you know, to if you think about from an iron shaft perspective, there are a ton of iron shafts in, say, the 115 category from weight. But when you go and look at that and think of how they're going to work for a player on one end of, the, of the, the spectrum for tempo and speed versus the other end, there's a lot of variance in there. And when we go from a driver to a furry wood, so let's say 
most players fit into like a 55 to 65, some into the 70 gram driver shafts. Now what's next? What's from there? What goes into a fairy wood? Normally you're going to drop an extra, you're going to add 10 to 15 grams when you go up in that. Now there's a reason for this. Although club heads get heavier as you go down in length, unless we're talking about one length golf clubs and then they're all going to be the same, uh, same weight anyway, same head weight when we're talking about irons, but it's to help with the dynamics of the, ascend, or the ascending weights. They get heavier as you go shorter. This helps with tempo. This helps with building a set of golf clubs that swing weights correctly, balances correctly. Uh, to use a, a club building term that I encourage you to look up to match in a somewhat MOI fashion. Now, when I say MOI, I'm not talking about heel and toe MOI. I'm talking about the actual force that it takes a person to move a golf club. It's not something that I've talked a lot about on the show, but it's 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 a something that is a very deep in the weeds reference. And a good way to think about it in a very simplistic form is it is like progressive swing weighting. So if you're going to build a set of irons, what you would do is uh, you would have like eight grams in between each club head and you do half inch increments or you just, another way to do it is you go progressively, say half a swing weight in between your irons. Now there's a way to fit for this. It, it's massively in depth. It takes a ton of time, which is why it still isn't something that is very mainstream. And because a lot of players are always looking for that specific swing weight anyways, and they're not looking for progressive swing weight, a lot of sets that I build end up that way anyways. But, wow, that was the case. But anyways, it's one of those things that is important to consider, and I don't want to mention it without helping somewhat explain what it is. Because, you know, I could just say what it is and then think of it as like a, a flowing topic and then no one really knows what I'm talking about. But that's a good way to think about what MOI or MOI matching is when it comes to building a set of golf clubs. So let's go back to driver shafts, then we'll work right to fairway shafts and go to hybrids. Although I did kind of touch on the driver shafts. Now with a driver as well, when we talk about tempo and people talk about feel, this is another thing when we go from the, the whole spectrum of golf shafts is feel. It is, uh, it's very hard because every player is going to feel something different in a golf, in a, in a golf shaft and how it loads. Uh, a good example would be for myself, although, uh, and again, I'm going to reference myself personally because it's something that I'm, I can try and explain my own tempo. I can give you my swing speed information. I can tell you the shafts that generally work for me. And that way, if we're trying to reference for yourself and you're looking at different shaft profiles or you're looking at something where you're, you want to compare it and you don't have the opportunity to try, which I know a lot of people don't have access to fitters right now, depending on where you are, just because of uh, COVID-19 or restrictions or limited availability, because that's why I get a lot of these questions in the first place. I don't have access to a fitter. Well, the more you understand about your own golf swing, the easier it is to go out and try and find something that's going to work really well. So if I'm going to explain my own golf swing, I'm around 105 to 106 miles per hour. I have a very quick tempo for my speed overall, and I'm rather quick from the top. It means I take it back generally like on an average tempo, but from the top, it gets very quick, very quickly. And the reason for that is I am and was a hockey player so it's kind of inherent to me to like get back and get back down there as quickly as possible so i have always found 
for maximum control, I like a golf shaft that generally feels a little bit stiffer. And for a shaft that feels stiffer, you're going to get something that is generally stiffer in the hands. So at the top of the golf shaft, in the handle below the grip, it's going to be a little bit stiffer. A good example of this will be something like the Hazardous Black or the Ventus uh, Black. And again, you can, there's a good, the nice thing is the industry has really done a good job uh, overall of color coding mm, relatively similar. It's not exactly the same, but a lot of companies have kind of followed this, this, um, this way of helping players identify shafts because it just helps overall for people to understand what's going to work best for them. Now, the reason we see shafts in most from most companies stock to be more of like a mid-launch, mid-weight driver shaft is because it does fit most people. But when you get into those quick, those people that are a little bit quicker, that's when you want to look at something that is a little bit stiffer in the handle, stiffer in the tip as well, because it's going to help catch up to the player. A golf shaft is a timing mechanism. It's not going to just be some end-all fix for your golf game, but it can help get you uh, create center contact a lot better when everything is working correctly. Uh, a good example is I tried earlier this year, same club head speed, same tempo, to try a shaft that was uh, heavier than 70 grams in my driver. And I thought, okay, you know, I'd like to try something where it might be a little bit easier to fade the golf ball. And now, again, if you're looking at ball flight bias, a shaft or a club that is overall too heavy is going to be harder to close the club face or create a rate of rotation. So a lot of players are going to miss it out for a right-handed golfer to the right. It's going to just be harder to close. And for uh, a shaft that starts to get, or a club that starts to get too light, you're going to start to miss it left because you're, and this doesn't mean hooking. This means that you're able to close the club face a lot faster. So golf ball is generally going to start left and keep going left or just going to start left and just fly real straight left because of that rate of rotation that you're able to control. And when this, this applies for, say, junior players, when they're given golf clubs that are too stiff and too heavy, this applies for um, anybody who's on the lower end of the swing speed and they struggle to close the club face and hit straight shots. They generally miss it out to the right. That's because either the club itself or the shaft is too heavy. This is why companies like Zexio produce golf shafts that are designed specifically for players on the lower end of the swing speed spectrum to help create extra ball flight as far as, you know, a little bit of extra speed because things are lighter, as well as make it easier to close the club face. Because if you are slower in the swing speed dynamic, it's going to be harder overall to close the club face. Just be, and that's why you have to go lighter or you have to go to a higher balance point. All of these things play a role in ball flight. And ball flight is the determining factor of what's going on. Now, when we talk about ball flight, we talk about golf shafts. One of the questions I get all the time is I want to lower my ball flight. I really, I want to hit it lower. I find that I hit it too high. Well, again, the dynamics that are being created here, if you are in the ballpark of the right golf shaft, I'm not saying that you're perfectly fit, but if you're in the ballpark of what's going to work really well for you, you're not going to see an overall, like overhaul of your ball flight by just changing a golf shaft to something that is designed to be low launch, low spin. Your dynamics are going to create that. Uh, the only time you're ever going to see something where you're going to you're going to notice a massive difference is if someone is hugely overpowering a golf shaft. And a good way to explain this is again, 
I know when we have gone to PGA shows in the past, it's always fun to go hit the Zexio stuff because it's very light. It's designed for that lower swing speed player. And the shaft, because it is softer, and when we talk about centers of gravity of the golf club, it can actually help with creating dynamic loft. So the golf ball just goes way up in the air, easy to launch because the shaft is designed to do that. Now, you know, it's not going to fit any of us, but it's fun to try and understand what a player feels and how a shaft kind of, I don't want to use the word kicks, but how it loads and unloads in your swing, how you can feel it flex and load at the top, all of those things. Some players prefer to feel that, other players prefer stability. If you look at a golfer like uh, Keith Mitchell, who uh, is a Mizuno guy, so he, for, um, a, and he's, again, he's a, one of the longer players on tour. He used the Hazardous T1100, which I have tried. It does not fit me. It feels terrible for me just because it doesn't fit my golf swing. I do not have the tempo or the speed to load that thing properly. And when I say feels terrible, it doesn't mean that it's like, oh, it's like, oh, it, it creates too much vibration in my hands or whatever. I just don't feel like I can load it at all. And because of that, I feel like I have to overswing and then I change the dynamics of my golf swing to try and get something to work. And you never want to have to do that with a golf shaft. And you see it with players. And when, you know, you, you've seen, maybe you've seen in the past where there's been clickbaity titles by people that are talking about golf clubs and it'll be like, golf shafts don't matter or shaft flex doesn't matter. Well, if it didn't matter, they wouldn't make all of these different options to help fit players. And what you see is generally the people doing these tests are better players and they're under generally controlled circumstances. So they can hit shots and, you know, they're going to say, okay, this is a little softer. They're not going to just rip at it. They're going to swing a little slower to load the shaft differently so it performs for that golf swing. Under the gun, when your pressure's on and, you know, you just come off a green, you just made a putt, you're walking to a long par four, you grab your driver, you know, you're going to take a few practice swings with it you're going to revert to your natural tempo, your natural club head speed. And what's going to, what's going to happen is, is if that shaft is, is properly fit, if the club head's got the right loft and the center of gravity and all these other things and you got the right length there, you're, you're hopefully going to make a good golf swing and you're going to create a good result. Now, if you have a shaft that doesn't fit you, have it be that it's too heavy or too stiff or too light and too soft, then you risk losing dispersion. So when you were talking about fitting into a golf shaft, especially when we talk and focus on the driver, the idea is that you need to really think about what your tempo is, what your clubhead speed is, and that's all determined. Fitter is obviously going to help you with that. And if we are using a general term before we get into fairywoods here, I like to think of the 105 marker, or depending 100 to 105 even, as the difference between like a stiff and an extra stiff and then like just like say 90 to 95 is when you start going into the regular and we're talking driver club head speed here because now there's these middle zones as well where someone say on the slower end of the club head speed spectrum but they're say very quick tempo then you might go up a flex depending on the shaft profile or depending on the weight because uh, a 45 gram golf shaft that is stiff is not going to be as stiff as a 70 gram stiff. It's just not going to happen. In fact, if that 50 gram stiff is even close to the 70 gram regular, that would be a miracle because they, they, when they design these golf shafts, they design for the, the target market, they give them a target weight and they give them a target profile. So the stiff in the 50 or the 45 is not the same as the stiff in the 65. Like 
uh, heavier, stiffer profile golf shafts. It's just not the case. So now when we move our way to fairy woods, I, I'm, ho I'm, I'm trying to go in depth here. I, I, I've got my, my little list of notes because I'm using your questions, the questions that I've received from uh, either people that have replied to the show with given feedback through Instagram or Twitter because I want to be able to cover it all. And it's hard to get into this, like the real minutia of it without kind of going back and forth a little bit because how a fitter works when they look at your golf swing is they're going to look at tempo, they're going to look at the dynamics that's being created, the, what, what you're using, how that's working out, and then go from there and kind of build this flow chart of decision making until you end up with the one that's going to work. So for fairy woods, the first thing I want to note is the fact that a fairywood shaft does not have to match your driver shaft. Um, normally, and oftentimes, it can work out quite well. But for a lot of players, they're looking for different things with your fairywoods. And this is actually, they just mentioned this on the, the TXG video recently where they were hitting some threewoods, is the idea is to not just have a bomber threewood. Because you could have a bomber threewood, and the next thing you know, you're 10 yards behind your driver. And that's not really that helpful, right? Especially for most players who are using them to go into, say, long par fives. And it's a club that gets you as close to the green as possible. Well, you want to be able to control that ball flight. Maybe you want to have a higher descenting or you want to have a playable trajectory. Now, that three-wood is not something that's designed to be a bomber, although you're not obviously trying to take distance away from it. But you're trying to hit a trajectory that's going to be high enough with enough spin to land it in a position where you want it to stop or stop within a reasonable distance. But if you have to and you're trying to you know, hit a certain shot where it's just going to go as far as possible, you get both of those. But when you talk about the shaft weight, you're looking at that 10 to 15 gram progression from a driver to a three wood. For some players, they will go again and change into say a five or a seven wood. I know for myself, I do not play the same shaft. I go driver, a three wood, seven wood. That's my general uh, set makeup at the top end of my golf bag because I can use a, say a 20 degree seven wood that is kind of like an old school five wood. It can go real high hit like a nice soft cut with it out of the rough or just try and get it out of the rough because I'm definitely not getting a long iron out of the rough at my club head speed. Or if it's a long par three, I can get something where I can get a little extra distance out of it, still get the extra height on it. And the shaft profile is not even close to the one of my three wood. It is heavier again by 10 to 15 grams. And overall the profile is somewhat similar, but it's not exactly the same. They don't match and they don't have to. They don't have to match from one to the other. And when people ask about, this is the driver shaft I use, should I use them in the iron? Like, what should I use in the irons? That's an almost impossible question to answer unless you have some video of someone's golf swing, dynamics, trackman numbers, launch monitor numbers, launch monitor data, all of these things. Because especially with a driver, we're talking the goal to hit it as far as possible. And if you're making the same swing with a driver as you are with your irons, um, maybe you might want to work on your iron swing just a little bit. And going from the driver to the fairywoods to the hybrids, now we're talking about a golf shaft that is not only designed for just distance, but we're also trying to start really shrinking dispersion from either side to side or front to back. And we're going to go heavier again. In some cases, you'll see players that will use a, um, again, this, this is where you're going to see a bit of a jump. So let's say you go general term, 60 in a driver, 70 to 75 in a 
fairy wood. A lot of stock hybrids are only set at 75 to say 80 grams, but for some of those quicker players, you want to start looking in the 80 to 95 to 100, maybe even heavier, depending on what your iron shafts are and, and what you're you're really looking for as far as dynamics are concerned. And this also depends on the style of hybrid that you're using. If you're using a driving iron hybrid that is designed to launch the ball very low, then maybe you're going to start looking at something that's going to help create a little bit of extra spin or something that's going to help work with your golf swing unless you know you're just trying to rip stingers out there like tiger in which case you know maybe you are looking for something that's lower launch um, and going to work for your tempo but you want to see this weight progression for the feel for again from a club building side of things i don't want you to worry about the club building side of things i want you to be able to look at your golf bag and assess and say you know maybe there's a reason why my stock hybrid that has a 70 grand golf shaft in it, which is the same as my fairy wood, I struggle with control because it just, it doesn't really work that well. And then my irons are say 115 grams or 120 grams. That becomes an outlier in your golf bag as far as weight progression is concerned. And that's where some players might find an issue with it. Um, and then this is where the tempo plays a big factor in. Again, finding what you're trying to accomplish. If you are someone that needs that extra height, maybe you want to skew more towards the weight of the wood shaft versus something of the iron shaft. Or you can be like Webb Simpson and just use steel and just match your hybrids to your irons, in which case you're probably going to play them a little bit shorter because of that extra weight. And from a feel perspective, they're going to feel pretty much like your irons anyways because you're using the same shaft. And a club builder, that, at that point, it becomes their job to figure out how the thing is going to balance, how you're going to add or subtract head weight, and tip the golf shaft and all those things. Now, oh, speaking of tipping, that's a, that's a great segue, Ryan. Hey, thanks, no problem. Okay, tipping means making a golf shaft stiffer by removing uh, a length or a portion of the golf shaft from tip and what this does is it you know if you think about a golf shaft or any like beam generally the larger that the beam is like the size wise it's going to be stiffer the handle of the golf shaft is stiffer than the tip just because overall the diameter is larger if you take a very low launch golf shaft and hold it up to a very high launch golf shaft most of the time if they're in roughly the same weight category you're going to notice that the lower launch shaft is actually wider and that is just like with a club head and geometry. You know, you can take a club head that weighs 200 grams or, you know, two seven irons weigh exactly the same. One's a blade and one's a big cavity back. One is going to be obviously more forgiving and have a faster club face because it's thinner. That's the cavity back. But they both weigh the same, but they have very different properties. Now you have two golf shafts that weigh the same, but based on their design or material. And one of the easiest ways to make a golf shaft stiffer is to make it wider. There was a shaft a long, long time ago called the AccuFlex Creation. I believe Trevor Immelman used it at one point. And it was almost 600 diameter, three quarters of the way down the golf shaft. It was very unique. And then it tapered rapidly towards the tip of the golf shaft. The idea was that it would be very stable. And then the shift, the, the, the tip of the golf shaft would be a little bit softer to, you know, create that kick, uh, create some extra feel, and hopefully the idea was it was kind of like cracking a whip. They would store energy and at the end it would really kind of whip through. Uh, did it work or not? I'm not sure. I definitely hit it a long time ago. I never hit it on a launch monitor, but it felt great. and It was a really cool golf shaft. It was an interesting design. It was an interesting idea. And that is, you know, just one of those ideas of geometry. So talking about tipping, if we're talking wood shafts, in some cases, stock companies will recommend tipping. 
From a club building perspective, I almost never follow the manufacturer's recommended tipping, especially in drivers, three woods, five woods, seven woods, and in most cases, a lot of hybrids. Because for a lot of players, they're using more than one of these golf shafts. And a lot of times we're tweaking for length or club head weight or a specific spec. Not so much frequency, I don't even want to get into that right now, but you're just fine tuning all the time and every player is going to be different. From a lot of companies, you're going to see that you're not supposed to tip a three wood shaft, but you'll notice for a lot of players, you're going to tip it anyways. Uh, that's at least what I've noticed. Or you'll see for a hybrid shaft, there'll be no tipping, you just butt cut. Well, if a player is using two different hybrids and uh, you know they got a three and a four hybrid or a four and a five hybrid, and they're using the same golf shaft and the club head weights are massively different and there's almost an inch in between them or three quarters of an inch depending on the OEM spec for the club heads and the weight. Well, if I don't tip those, they're going to play vastly different. They're going to feel different. And that in that case, I'm going to ignore some of these specs, but I'm going to look at, say, how much parallel tip section the golf shaft has to really fine tune and dial that in to make sure they are you know, close to spec of each other minus the length and the loft and those other things. So when the golfer gets them, the set progresses properly so it feels the same. It's not like one feels really stiff, one feels really soft. And those are the things that the club builder is factoring in when you're getting a custom built set of golf clubs that you're not always going to get depending on who you're talking to or where you're ordering clubs from or any of those things. So, and most OEMs do this properly. I'm not saying that they don't, but when someone is just getting a golf club and they're putting it together and they look at the sh uh, recommended shaft specs from somebody, that's great. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to go through the process of making sure that that's actually the right way to do it. Because just like off the rack, golf clubs will work for a lot of people. Off the rack shaft specs are not just going to work for one specific golfer. And from there, you really got to start fine tuning it. And that's why I, th I think it's so important when you go see a club fitter, all the things that they're going to talk about and ask you about and interpret, it's important for you to speak up and talk about what you feel and how, you f how something is interpreted to you. Because you can only provide what you experience. But for a club fitter, they've been able to get this information from golfers of all different backgrounds, club head speeds, handicaps, tempos height for goodness sake it doesn't um it doesn't just mean that okay i don't i don't really know what i'm saying but no no you do because that's your experience it's up to the club fitter from there to interpret what you're saying maybe they'll ask it in a different way if you're not quite sure how to explain it and from there or maybe they'll ask uh, sometimes it's a bit of a loaded question like do you feel like it's it's kind of softer in your hands or do you feel like you're not sure where the club head is or maybe it's sometimes does it feel like it's too heavy or it's pulling you in one direction these are all kind of club fitter terms or questions that someone is going to ask a golfer when they're going through that process. And for you, as I said earlier, this is about education. This is about helping you analyze what you're doing, what you're feeling, looking at your golf clubs, saying what works and what doesn't work. Because at the end of this whole thing, you're supposed to be able to go to your golf bag and say, you know what, I do struggle with that golf club. And I find that, you know, I missed one way or the other. And, oh, yeah, the shaft weight's a little off. And that's kind of odd. I, I never really realized that. I just, you know, I bought it and I thought it would work because it seemed like it would be the one that would work. And that's where players are going to identify problems in their golf bags a lot quicker. And that's kind of the whole point of this. Now, speaking of tipping, and we talk about taper golf shafts, uh, which are just, you know, normally going to be some graphite 
iron shafts. We've talked about woods, fairy woods hybrids. We're going to get into irons now. And this is the whole can of worms, really. Uh, you thought driver shafts were complicated. Iron shafts, um, less complicated, but way more options. Uh, so there's taper and then there's parallel. So parallel are built uh, where every, talking about tipping, they're tipped per golf club. They go in properly, then you cut from the other side. Taper shafts come in a three, four, five, six shaft from the manufacturer and then you put them in the three four five six irons if you're going to hard step you put the four iron in the three iron the five iron into the four iron and so on if you're going to soft step you do three into the four four into the five and what that does is it helps mix and match shaft flexes now you can do that with parallel depending on how much you tip and it's very similar to the drivers of the fairy woods where you can fine tune to find that middle flex or fine tune that feel i had someone reach out perfect way to talk about it Golfer was fit for two different golf shafts. One was steel, one was graphite. They both performed almost identical from a launch monitor perspective. And the question was, you know, this is what it seems like, this is what I like, but I'm finding that the feel of them was very different. Now, beyond just steel and graphite, which are going to feel different, graphite is most oftentimes for most players not going to transmit the same amount of vibration now there are shafts like the that have uh, what's it called the um, VSS from True, True Temper has VSS so uh, vibration suppression system so that uh, is something that is in a number of their golf shafts and that helps reduce vibration it's similar to like something that more people have probably heard about which is like Sensicore right so it's inserted in a steel shaft that helps reduce that graphite is still going to go beyond what that possible and is going to give something that is going to reduce a lot of vibration this helps with a lot of injuries this can help because graphite shafts can be a lot lighter in the first place regardless and so this player noticed that although they were both very stiff low launch profiles that one was harder to load uh, he felt that he had to work harder to get the same results out of it and but when he did they were almost identical so it's like what should i do and i said well Again, I don't know the numbers. I'm interpreting your information. But one option is you take the shaft that feels a little bit stiffer and you soft step it once. And because they were taper shafts, that's kind of the process. And he's like, okay, well, that's something I can actually go try. This fitter has some options when it comes to that, and we can probably work out something there. And they got back to me. They said that really worked. It, it was a feel thing. It didn't change the, the dynamics too, too much, almost at all. But it helped with feel. It made something a little bit easier to load. It made the shaft play a slightly softer. But it delivered the same dynamics. And that's where these fine-tuning of iron shafts really help. Uh, I get a lot of questions about, you know, I hit it this high or hit it this low. As uh, I think I might have mentioned already, the golf swing is really the thing that's driving the dynamics of the driver. Or, or any golf club in your bag. If you hit down and leave the face open, you're going to create a lot of spin. A driver shaft's not going to fix that. Now, if you're very shallow and you have um, irons that are somewhat weak in loft and you have you create some dynamic lofted impact, then you know you're going to hit it higher. Changing a golf shaft is not going to change those delivery dynamics so so much. Uh, it can help a little bit, but what it's going to do is fine tune your ability to get into the position to deliver that golf club properly and that's what the golf shaft weight is so important about and then it comes down to shaft flex i i bring this up because i get asked all the time like what do you use or, or like you know how much is this going to affect i have i don't know a six six 
into the teens amount of iron sets. And they do not all have the same gall shafts. They're all roughly in the same ballpark, but they're not all the same. I have some lighter weight graphite options that are say in the 100 gram category. I have some heavier weight steel that's around say 120. But when I go to the golf course, I kind of get, they kind of all produce very similar results because of their profiles, although the weights are very different. And I'm not saying that I'm a, a robot, but I'm quickly able to figure out, okay, like what's going to work. And most players do this when it comes to their equipment. Uh, that's why, you know, if you're going to test something out, don't just go hit golf balls for 30 minutes is one thing because you're probably going to be able to figure it out, see the ball flight that you want, and then you're like, okay, this is going to work. And then, as I said earlier, you're going to revert to your normal golf swing when you're on the golf course, and then you're going to see uh, sporadic results. If you're in a fitting and you just keep pounding the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, you're not really helping yourself because you're going to start adjusting, and, and fitters will stop you. Good fitters are going to say, okay, unless you're like getting towards the end, you're like, this is the combo. Can I hit a few more shots with it? And then you're seeing these great results. That is the, the end result of a fitting. If you're beginning a fit and you're just pounding golf ball after golf ball after golf ball the same combination and you're seeing different results and then you start to figure it out, you don't want to have to figure it out. You want to be able to get locked in a lot quicker and a fitter will stop you from hitting those shots because A, you're only going to have so many golf swings that you're going to be able to make in a fitting anyways. And then from there, you're going to... And, and pros are great for this. Uh, I know it's it's like... It sucks for the reps. They, they hate this. But it's actually the way they, that players test golf clubs unless they're at home or they're tweaking with something or they're, they're testing something out and they're on their own terms. But if, if a player gets a golf club on the range at a PGA Tour event, they're going to hit it maybe fine. Maybe they'll take it out to the, to the golf course. Maybe they'll test it out with their gamer shaft or something. But if something's trying something new, they're probably going to give it four, five, six golf swings and then they're going to give it back to the rep. And it's either it hit the, the window that they wanted, the launch, the field that they wanted, or it didn't work and I don't want to hit it again because I don't want it to mess with what I'm trying to do. And again, this is the bane of the equipment rep's existence. This, this applies for wedge grinds. This applies for putters. This applies to a whole bunch of stuff. That's why all the reps are out there because they're trying to help these players figure it out. But players, because of their ability to be fairly in tune with their gear, they're going to say, this doesn't feel right, it feels wrong, it feels off, it feels good. And then from there, they're going to tweak. That's why you see some players, they'll have three or four options on the side of their golf bag. Remember, you can get a lot, we get a lot of these from the range pictures, from the golf course pictures at golfdirects.com, which is great. Uh, you'll see all of them lined up because they're going to go through and they're going to hit in their test and maybe they'll go back and, and test them again a couple times, but in a rotation. They're not just going to like ring golf balls for hours and hours and hours of the same thing because... That's not what they're trying to accomplish. They're trying to find something that's better. They're not going to try and make something that just works. So the same principles apply from wood shafts into irons. Too heavy, go right because it's harder to close it. Too light, going to go left, generally speaking, because it's uh, it, your rate of rotation is going to be easier because it's like, oh, this is so easy to swing it. I can swing it faster, right? All, all of these feels that people are going to get are going to uh, create the dynamic results of seeing ball flight. Like I said, I, I have already I remember trying this in a, in a driver and I hit four balls and they just went straight right. I thought, okay, maybe that was me. Maybe it was a bad swing. And I tried again. I felt like I made a good golf swing. It went right. And I thought, okay, this shaft is too stiff. It's too heavy. It's not working for me. I need to try something else. So you know what I'll do? I'll use my three for the rest of the round because I didn't bring anything extra with me. Um, now to wedges. I'm hoping this this is answering questions for people um, because I again I want you to be able to self evaluate and go through your golf bag, look at your golf clubs, and try and really figure things out because I 
I want you to be smarter golfers with your equipment and your decision making. So if you are maybe buying something new or buying something used, you can look at what you have, look at what's available in that golf club, if it is already put together, and figure out maybe that's going to work. This is probably going to produce the results that I want. And if you have questions, remember, please reach out. RDS Brath on Instagram. Ask questions. I'm there to answer questions. I try my best to answer them as quickly as possible all the time. Don't feel ashamed to ask a question. I'm, I'm there to help. You can ask it on Twitter too. Either way, I don't care. But just ask the question. I want to be someone that can be helpful to you, whether it be a short answer or a long answer. Just like, I'm going to do my best to, to give you the answer that's going to work best for you. So just ask those questions, please. So now to wedges. Uh, something that has also come up recently, uh, which is going to talk about wedges and something that I am a huge proponent of. I talk about it all the time. And that is having your wedges play flatter than your irons. And the reason is because you're swinging them at lower speeds, they don't droop as much. And that means the shaft actually deflects upwards because the bottom of the, the handle of the golf club is trying to align with the center of gravity. And that's why you see shafts actually kind of deflect up or droop through impact, especially with drivers, you'll see it, which is really kind of cool. If you if you get something that's done at a really high rate of, uh, a really high frame rate, you can see that happen at impact, which again, is a really neat thing to see. Uh, but because a uh, wedge is not being swung as fast, you're getting less toe down effect, you're getting less droop. So it's, and because of different shots around the greens, lower hands, trying to manipulate the club face open, it's, it's more, um, it's better, I'm trying, to think, I'm trying to figure out the word there, but it's better to have your clubs or your wedges, sorry, a little bit flatter because it makes it easier to manipulate that and you're not going to hit those shots that go left. I did a whole video on this. You can find it on YouTube. Just search up wedge lie angles. It's there somewhere and you'll have that information. Actually, um, I'll tweet it out or I'll repost it on Instagram so you can easily find it. I'll put it on Twitter. That way I can find the link, post it there. So, and it explains why wedge angles are so important. But as far as wedges are concerned, there's a couple different ways to think about this. I personally like something that feels a little bit softer because as my tempo is quicker with my driver, I tend to slow down with my wedges and I get a little bit smoother. So I like a wedge shaft that is heavier and a little bit softer in profile. There are players that are, and that to me is like a true temper S400. Now the other end of the spectrum is something like a KBS high rev, which is a lot stiffer overall in the profile. And for a lot of players that are used to something like say an S400, it's they always say it feels a lot stiffer. It feels like it's harder to load. Now it just depends on your player type, right? If you're a quicker player, you're probably gonna gravitate towards something like the KBS. If you're someone who prefers something that feels a little bit softer, then you're gonna be something into true temper. But this doesn't mean that these are the only two wedge shafts. A lot of players will use the same shaft that they have in their irons uh, because as you go down in certain shafts, you're going to get the, the weight. And the head is going to really control the club head, uh, the, the total weight or swing weight versus the shaft. But just like with hybrids, woods, fairy woods, drivers, whatever, you're going to see the progression of weight to get heavier. So when I think about how someone would generally fit shafts and go from their irons to their wedges, for a gap wedge, a club that is a full swing golf club for most players where they'll chip and pitch with it a little bit, then whatever's in your irons, stick that in your gap wedge. Now, when you get into clubs that you're going to make a lot more uh, half swings with or, or really uh, finesse shots around the greens, that's where you're going to get into those flatter line goals. And in some cases, something that is a little bit heavier 
and softer, so you it's easier to load. You see that with a lot of players. You can go through bags on the PGA Tour, and you can find it on the LPGA Tour. You can find it in most off-the-rack golf clubs, especially now when, you know, S300 is not this, I mean, 25 years ago, the S300 was in every better player's golf club, and it was, you know, it's 125 grams, 123 grams, whatever. And then you go right into, like, uh, an S400 or something heavier in the wedges. Whereas now, even in better player irons, now again, I encourage you to get fit regardless. But off the rack, you're seeing stock shafts that are in the 100 to 115, maybe 120 grams, depending on the on the on the model or whatever it happens to be. But you're not seeing so many of these heavy golf shafts because players are looking for speed. There are so many other options out there available now that you don't have to go to these very heavy weights to get something that's going to play stiffer. And from there, you know, you go from like, say, 110 to 115. There's a lot of wedge shafts that are in that, say, 115 range. Or for if it's graphite, you can a lot of times you'll see different options as far as stepping or, you know, just finding a wedge specific shaft that's going to fit a different weight profile. And that's really all there is to it. You really have to focus on a weight progression in your bag. You have to focus on the the shaft flex because they don't have to match as i said earlier there is no industry standard i remember doing a fit for my dad a couple years ago now and he went from using something that was i think like a 90 gram regular flex shaft in his irons which were way too soft and we got him into a 105 stiff and he's like i haven't played a stiff shaft in years i said dad let me tell you this is not the same stiff shaft is something that is way heavier because it is steel it's inherently going to become more flexible as it gets lighter and you're going to don't don't worry about the flex just hit it and look at the results and hit them looked at the dispersion looked at overall ball flight looked at feel because that was a big thing for him i know he, he was scared that it was going to feel too stiff and he's like yeah these are great so yeah it's the whole point because there is no standard and it's important to remember those things so um overall Pay attention to that. Understand and try and self-evaluate your tempo. Most companies, not all of them, but some shaft companies are going to put profiles in for the player. You're going to look at swing speed. You're going to look at tempo. You're going to look at ball flight. And all of those things are going to match for, in general, a very specific player profile. Or it's easier to fine-tune because, look, you can go and get a fitting. I'm always about going to get fit. But for a lot of people, they don't have that option. And you're not looking to go and spend all that extra money, which I know it costs extra money to go out and go through and spend that time with a fitter. But to be able to better self-evaluate is the key to finding equipment that's going to work for you. So when you're out on the golf course or out on the range and you're testing golf clubs or you're just trying to figure out why something isn't working, the ability to self-evaluate and you know not just say, oh, it's a bad swing or I don't always hit. You know, you ever say, I, I never hit this club very consistent. And you hit the rest of your golf clubs pretty decent or you have a, a miss that's in one direction or the other generally like more often than not then there's probably something with that golf club that's throwing it off have it be length lie loft shaft flex shaft weight pay attention to those things because it's going to help you in the long run i really hope you found this week's show helpful sometimes i do you know, very club-specific stuff like last week, talking signature gear, talking the Ricky Irons. Uh, sometimes I just talk current events. Really didn't want to get into that this week. Um, but for players to better understand, as you know, most new clubs are out now. A lot of players are looking at stuff online because a lot of people are buying online direct from cust direct from 
the manufacturers a lot more often now that it's becoming more and more common. And if you don't have access to a fitter or you don't have access to a launch monitor and you're just going by what you're seeing in your ball flight, what you're feeling in your golf swing, I hope this helps because that's what I'm trying to do. So if you have questions, remember, please reach out. RDS Brath on Twitter, also on Instagram. That's a good place to ask questions. I get the notification really quickly and hopefully, you know, within a few hours, I, I do my best to answer as quickly as possible. I'm able to help you in some way. Now, if you like the show, follow along at OnSpecWRX as well. And for all the stuff that I uh, write, I was going to say read and write. Uh, I do obviously read it when I write it. Uh, check out GolfWRX.com because this is part of the Golf WRX radio network. So I hope you enjoyed the show. And as always, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.